Hey everyone and welcome to episode 68 of This Blonde Can Talk About Anything. I'm your host, Melanie, with two L's because the spelling of your name doesn't change from one week to the next. I know you guys are expecting me to do a Super Bowl review right now and probably rant about it because you, I asked you guys what you wanted me to talk about on the podcast and the majority of you said that, but I'm not going to do that. And here's why. I think the Super Bowl was overexposed this year more so than ever, um, especially the Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey relationship. I mean, I'm happy for them. Good for them. You know, go live your life. The girl deserves privacy. Like she's constantly working and her fans are always kind of like deep diving into her life and she deserves to be happy in a private setting. So I hope that she can do that now that football season has come to a close. My favorite part of the whole Super Bowl were, was, was, okay. My favorite moments of the Super Bowl were um, Tom Brady's Bet MGM commercial and then the Dunkin' Donuts commercial with Tom Brady, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, J-Lo, and Fat Joe. So basically what I'm saying is that that Duncan commercial, it lives in my head to rent free. <laughs> it's my Roman Empire. Um, and that's pretty much all I have to say about the Super Bowl. Usher did a great job with the halftime show. Um, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't care that they won back-to-back. Tom Brady did it first. I don't care that Patrick Mahomes has three rings. Tom Brady has seven you're not going to get an argument with me. There is only one goat and it is undisputably Tom Brady, but let's move on from that. So I ordinarily wouldn't bring you a guest two weeks in a row, but this week's guest is pretty awesome. And I wanted you guys to hear from his mouth all about the Cousin M show. Now, if you don't know what the Cousin M show is, you about to find out. <laughs> it's so much fun. I watched it. I love it. It's hilarious and it's cute and it's just all the the things that I think the world needs right now. So I'm very excited to have the creator and director of the show, Rosero McCoy. Hey, how are you? My name is Rosero McCoy. I am the creator of a show called The Cousin M Show on Kiki Palmer's Key TV Network. Um, I created the show with my son, also Eric McCoy, who wrote it, and Kiki Palmer, who developed it. And you also do like a ton of other things, right? Like you do choreography. Oh. Yeah, I, you know, I, I'm a creative director and choreographer for years and I'm still only 21 so I don't know how that happened but um <laughs> I yeah I've been creative directing and choreographing since the 1900s um and for a lot of people you know I, I started out with a guy named Usher um mm -hmm. did you make me wanna with a partner at the time by the name of Jamal Sims and went on to people like Tony Braxton and Celine Dion and Snoop and you know it, it's just a lot a, a lot of good times yeah I've never actually seen like I'm from Canada so you'd think I would know but I've never actually seen Celine Dion do a whole lot of dancing really well you know what was great about doing I did Celine Dion when she did um there was the Billboard Awards where it was the early it was late 1990 I think she was going away and it was a called uh, it was a song called that's the way love is and we closed out the show. 
And I did a couple of shows with her in Europe and she was just amazing to work with. And what was really good about her is that she would come in and learn her movements. So it wasn't really about a lot of dancing for her, but staging. And the good thing about it is she would want to do some of the moves. So you would show it to her, she would have it and we performed it. We did a really good job. And she also did a duet with um, uh, an artist, a Jamaican artist by the name of Diana King, who I was working with at the time. And so I, that's how I started working with Celine. She's an amazing yeah. artist. And Usher is about to do the halftime show for the, the Super Bowl. Show the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I ran into him. I ran into him a couple of weeks ago and just congratulated him. And I got to actually work with him about three months ago. We did a video together um, with Kiki Palmer um, called If That's Your Boyfriend. Um, so it was it was really good to reconnect with him. But him and his team are doing a great job. I know it's going to be amazing. He's super excited about it. Well, I'm not excited about the Super Bowl this year because Tom Brady retired. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> yeah. I wish I wish I could be there right with you, but I'm not I'm not really a big Super Bowl football fan. So I'm probably the only one who's like, oh, I'll be chilling on Sunday this Sunday. But, you know, the 49ers are in it and I am from the Bay. So I know that huh? everybody's happy about that. So that's a good thing. I yeah. mean, Tom Brady is from the, if, the Bay Area as well. So that I'm hoping he? that. Yeah, he's from San Mateo. Oh, OK. I see. I, I <laughs> You wouldn't have known that. No, oh, but yeah, that's Super Bowl halftime show is huge. And you've, I think Celine has done the, the halftime show as well at one point. I'm, I'm not, not sure. sure if she has or not, but it is. It's a big deal. A good friend of mine got to do it. He He's a creative director and choreographer for Lady Gaga, Richard Jackson. And the year that they did it, I thought it was amazing too. Yeah, so. she's she's amazing, period. The things she can do. But let's Let's get into this whole stuff with Kiki because I feel like my audience is quite a bit younger and a lot of them are familiar. Like I remember Kiki when she did like True Jackson. So even before she started doing the music stuff and yeah. you've, you've directed her videos like I think six I times. Used to, yeah, I did. You know, me and Kiki met, Kiki Palmer, we met on the set of a movie called Rags, which we shot in Canada, um, which was a while ago now. And we started shooting and doing a lot of different videos together and everything that has to do with her music and movement, we did together. You know, we shot a bunch of her music videos because she's done a lot. We first started out just doing dance videos. Um, and we did a lot of those that are up on YouTube. And then we started doing other things. So anything when it came to her movement, she would have me be a part of. Um, we just went out on tour this year and she toured, it was really, really good with a project called the Big Boss Project that she has out. Um, and that went really well. And then she actually did, created Key TV Networks the in 2022, which is her own network, YouTube channel, Facebook, which has over a million, million subscribers now. And when that happened, I had introduced Cousin M to her um, because Cousin M is a project that I had had wow for like 12 years and just trying to yeah I, I started her and back and did a YouTube thing on her where she interviewed celebrities and she interviewed Kiki and she interviewed Bella Thorne and Billy Wadley Richie Jackson she just interviewed a bunch of people and you know at that time if you look at those old interviews they masked over like you know 20,000 just being up there doing nothing but being there because of her personality 
and who she is, which is very, she's everybody's great. She's not great. She'll kill me for that. She's everybody's aunt. She's everybody's, you know, matter of fact, mom or that powerful woman that just speaks her mind and kind of old school ways, um, which is what I grew up with. So, you know, she's very much the now generation, though, of how she deals with kids. Like in the first episode, well, well let me get, get ahead of myself. So we just pretty much, you know, I brought that to Kiki and she was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's develop it. I'll develop it. I got with my son, who's a writer, and we wrote it and we went along with her, developed it, and we put it on his feet. We shot this thing August of last year, the show. And uh, what are we in, February? now yeah February. It, it's it, it came out the first episode aired uh last thursday and it's been getting really good response you know really good response you know cousin m is is people are saying oh that must be cousin skeeter's mom you know because cousin <laughs> skeeter's a thing on you on, on nick um they're like she's very matter of fact she just speaks her mind you know she has some things to say this week oh my god about a couple of things that just happened in the current event with uh, another puppet by the name Elmo, you know, oh, so no. she has, <laughs> you know, I don't know if you saw Larry David. I so she has some few things that she wants to speak her mind on about that. So I had to calm her down a bit. Um, but, you know, she's, she's, she's out there and she's fun and she, you learn a couple of things with her. And I was so grateful that Kiki allowed me to bring that to the table and her develop it for her network. And now yeah. I get to talk with you. <laughs> I think it's cool because Kiki is still quite young. So she's yeah. going to bring in like, you know, younger generation and then your fans who might be a little bit older considering you're 21. And then, <laughs> you know, I think it's, a, I, I've watched the first episode when Jasper sent it to me and I loved it because she has no filter, none oh. at all. And I'm kind of like that, which is sometimes <laughs> it's a good thing. And other times it's terrible. Like right. I was going, I was going for an audition one time and I, Oh God, I was in the elevator and this guy goes, I've been working in this building since it opened. And I go, wow, you must be really old. And he's the <laughs> casting director. I didn't get that job. <laughs> like it just, it just comes out like, and well, cousin yeah. is like that. She's very that. She's very matter of fact, straight to the point, um, in your face and with no filter. And, you know, and please don't call her a puppet because she doesn't even know what a puppet is. Um, no, I, she doesn't feel she's a human and, you know, you can't tell her anything different. And she's beautiful and she's all of these glad these things. There's a couple of episodes that are coming up where she really taps into that um, this week. And. So she's very matter of fact, you know, but at the same time, she's loving, you know, at the same time, she's, she's caring. She's that person you tell your problems to and she fixes them or she thinks she fixes them in her way. You'll be like, well, I don't know if I could say that, but okay, you know, but she'll give you a little advice. So, so what you know, inspired the, you know, her? Like, huh? is, there somebody, is there somebody in your life who inspired her, like that you based her Every, on? Yes. Every every strong woman that has been around me from my mom to my sisters to my grandmother, very much so my grandmother, um, just matter of fact, women is that always, I was always that boy 
that when they all got around and start talking, I would act like I'm playing in the corner over there somewhere, but I'm really listening to them talk about everybody <laughs> and talk about things. And I remember doing that and my mom would look at me and she said, it's too, get out of here. What are you doing in here? Why aren't you playing with the rest of the kids? You know what I mean? You shouldn't be in here because I was in there listening and picking up on all their isms and they would just go in, you know? And, and then if I, ever, one time I even had the nerve, uh, the courage, to comment on something they said. Oh no. And then I wasn't invisible anymore and I could never be in the room. Oh no. I got snatched out of that room so fast for my opinion at all of eight years old or nine years old. So I was never allowed back in the space. But all of those type of women are the women that cousin M is to me. You know, we, you know, those parents or those women that just are strong and and kind of I have to be the backbone of things, you know, and that's who she is. You know, you're not, she's not the uh, most glamorous or the most da-da-da, but if you look at her, she knows she is. She knows she's the ticket, you know. She's and quite that's glamorous. What yeah, that's what I mean. She knows it. She <laughs> And that's all that matters, you know what I mean? She's that it girl. She's that it. So I love it. That's what inspired me, those type of women. And the type of women that I like in my life is her. You mean like the type of women who just don't apologize for who they are? Yeah, don't apologize for the type of woman that doesn't apologize for who she is and doesn't make you feel bad about questioning it either. Just it is what it is. You know, if, if you have a problem, that's not her problem. You know, if you have a problem with her, that's your problem. That's nothing. Your, your problems and your issues pretty much or something that I can help you with, but they're your own, you know? She's very that way. I love my, the character. My grandma was like French and French women are like that. They're very like extravagant and bold. And a lot of people, she could walk into a room and like the room would just like stop because yeah. she was so like out there, but she was so classy and like, I grew up admiring her and ended up kind of emulating her in my life. But unfortunately that gets a lot of people to look at you and just decide they don't like you just because you look a certain way or you carry yourself a certain way. So I'm, I'm glad that you created a show like this where it's kind of, it's almost like satire, but not like it's funny. Yeah. You're watching it. It's funny, but she's just not sorry for who she is, which exactly. I think is a great lesson that we all need. And I've always loved yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I mean, I've always loved looking at women like that on the screen. Like, I mean, I did. I've always, I mean, I'm sorry. Let's keep it real. I loved watching Wonder Woman. I loved watching, you know, I'm an old, I'm an older guy. Um, I love watching women like, you know, Barbara Stanwyck, and this is way before your time when she was on Big Valley or whatever, and she would come in grand, even though they're out in, you know, horse land and country land. She always was that pulled up woman. I loved, you know, Alexis and Diane Carroll when they were on Dynasty and they were always those pulled up women. And, and you know, it was still a boss. I like boss women, right? Look at her, she's a boss too. She comes out every 10 years, Sade. And she, she's making us wait longer now, but I love boss women, you know, and are, who are unapologetic about their, this is gonna be crazy to say this, bossisms. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's even a word, but they're bossiness. It is now. You just made it a word. <laughs> bossisms. 
Okay, so yeah, I mean, it, it, it is. It's, it's a project, man, that I believe in, that I believed in from the moment I had her constructed um, and built from all of it. She's just funny to me. She's How many great. times do you have to pitch it before somebody, which was ultimately Kiki? Wow. Um, wow. Uh, you know, I, 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 I pitched her maybe two or three other times, but I've, 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 I pitched her being a part of things all the time, right? Like, oh, you know, cousin, it might work right here or da, 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 but actually taking it in and pitching her, I would say two or three times, Kiki being the third time. And, and even when I pitched her to Kiki, Kiki, had, Kiki knew her, you know, cause do it through the years, Kiki would allow me to bring her in. She was the one person that'd be like, yeah, let's have cousin M do that. Or yeah, let's have cousin M be a part of that. And that always made it special to me with her. She got her. You know, and so when it came time for this era, she was like, let's do it. This could be really a good thing, you know. And, you know, and I watched Kiki just go. Right. Like I watched her become this 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 boss of going, going, going and, and, and keep having her hand in a bunch of different things. And that's who I've always been. You know, probably even like yourself, you know, you have your life and then you still are, this is a, this is a lot what you're doing, right? Like to keep this brand and to keep this going. And so it's that kind of a hustle that I admire about another strong woman. Here you are. Right. Oh, so I, I get it. I get it. And so that's what everything is about to me. You know, this, you this is something I do more like, because it allows me to you know, connect with creatives that I otherwise probably wouldn't cross paths yeah. with right now. Yeah. And then like you make a connection and it, I feel like whenever I meet like a new creative person that I didn't know before, I'm a better person after I've had like a conversation with them or whatever, because it changes yeah. me in some way. Ultimately I'm an actor. That's like my, where I live and I plan to live in it like forever. I mean, I yeah. need to lose some weight so that I can get cast in more stuff. But um, that, yeah, that's the goal. And I just, I love, I love creative people because they don't look at you and judge right away. Cause they understand that there's like, you know, there's a whole process behind who we are and how we present ourselves. And I always yeah. say actors, we want to be looked at until you're looking at us. And then we're like, please oh. like look somewhere else. Oh man. As creatives, we're like that. Like, yeah. don't look, don't have me somewhere and I can't, and I hate to say it, be moving and dancing. If I'm at a club or if I'm at a party, don't have me where, because I know when I walk in and I hate to say this because I'm nobody, but for the most part, there's a thing about you that people, oh, that's so-and-so, or they're talking about you or they have something to say. I don't want to be the, I don't want to be the center of attention unless I have something to say, you yeah. know? I don't want to be out there unless it's like, okay, I'm here to perform for you. Other than that, leave me here and let me be the person watching. And, you know, and it's something you said, like, your truth is everything. You're the only one of you. So don't change you. Just be the best you. Right? That's what people get so caught up in, in other people's truths. You're never going to be those other people's truths. You can only be yours. Right? And your truth in this world is enough. It really is. As much as you think it may not be, and you might have to do this or that, 
Absolutely not. When I've seen you pop up on the screen, there's only one you. I've never seen you before. That's a right. dope reality. That's yeah. a dope reality. With billions of people on this earth, I've never seen another you, right? right. That can remind you of somebody. Oh, he reminds me or she reminds me, but they're not you, right? right? And that's the no, beauty of life. It's, it's true. Like sometimes when like you're not, you know, like we all have like ourselves and then like ourselves dialed up on 10. Like on the day that you're not dialed up, that's the day that like the most interesting thing ever will happen to you. Like for me, I was in LA. It was the worst day. My agent was like, I don't think you're pretty enough to be a blonde. Uh, and I'm like, maybe I should just quit. I'm going to quit acting. I'm not going to go outside. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go for a walk. I need to go for a walk. And I had like almost no makeup. I didn't bother to do my hair. And I tell this story a lot because I still can't believe it happened. And this yellow car pulls up and he says, excuse me, are you an actress? And I'm like, nope. And I like keep walking. And then he rolls down the passenger side window and he yells out the side of the window and says, excuse me. And I turn around and his glasses are off and it's Quentin Tarantino. And he's like, can you please get in my car? Because <laughs> I would like to talk to you, but I'm holding up traffic. So I got in the car and like the whole conversation, he was like, why would you change your hair? Why would you change something that makes you stand out? Like, no, don't listen to this guy, fire him. And it's mm -hmm. like, that's that would have th those types of things happened in like 1950s but not now and when yeah. i called my friends and i was like this happened they were like no why would you get in a stranger's car and like I, he didn't give off a creepy vibe i wasn't scared so he yeah. just I, I he saw something in me that i wasn't seeing in myself at that time and right. i probably would have probably would have quit if he wouldn't have been like yeah. no crazy part of, yeah and the crazy part about it is you are, and I know it sounds crazy, it's a cliche, but you're so enough. It's when you, when you really just are so caught up in other of it that you don't allow people to see you. Like, and what I mean by that is you are enough. And, I, and we, as creators, you have to tell yourself that. I you know. <laughs> because nobody else will. You have to tell yourself that, right? I'm enough. And before I do, and I, I act, I do acting things also and put on self-tapes. Before I do it, I'm enough. Let's go. Right? Oh, did I line it up? Did I da-da-da-da-da? Listen, when they push play and watch it, if you're in your truth, you're either right for the part or you're not. And right. it isn't not because you're not enough. It's just because for that particular role, it went to somebody else. And I always say they're lost. That's true. <laughs> you know, I get to walk away and say, well, that's their loss. Because I would have made that show a hit or I would have made that, you know, because I know who I am. And and the beauty of, of me even getting older is that the more older I get, the more I understand that. Mm -hmm. Right. I do. And yes, you never have to stop telling yourself that. And you are you, you, you do have to. And because in this business, you have to constantly prove yourself, you know, to other people. Mm -hmm. You have to. You got to know who you are if you're going to do that. Because there's always someone coming up behind waiting to sit in this chair, waiting to be where you are, waiting to have what you're doing. But you built it. It's your own. Right? So you got to constantly tell yourself, I'm enough. So with, with, with that being said, this Cousin in Project, again, is just something for me that is so successful because I'm able to talk to you right now. It's so successful. Every little success thing is everything because it's up. 
And it will be up for the next couple of weeks for all the episodes we shot for people to see. And they just get better and better and better. Like, I love that everybody loves the, the pilot episode, the M-Way, setting her up. But wait till she really starts fixing some shit. It's hilarious in her way. <laughs> no, I, as you soon know? as I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, I like I like this. Like, it's it's not like anything that I'm really seeing right now. Like, it's very yeah. different. And it's, yeah. fu it's funny. It is funny. And we need laughter in the world right now because it's yeah. so dark and, and just terrible. And yeah. yeah, I'm just, I'm glad that you made it. And I'm really glad that Kiki is the one who like partnered up with you to like kind of bring it to life because she's so young and fresh and she could have easily been like, I don't get it or whatever. Cause a lot yeah. of young people will say, Oh, I don't get it. Or I, I don't care kind of thing. And she yeah. seems so invested in, not only her own success, but like kind of bringing other people up with her. And I love that. I really yeah, love that. She, she's very much that person. And, and and in realness, she's like that. And that's what she's always been that, you know, she's always, hey, listen, I'm not the only one who's ever choreographed her or worked with her creatively, but she makes you feel like that. Mm -hmm. And that's all I need. You know what I mean? Like, you value what I do. I value what you do. You know what I mean? When you work for someone for free, and I'm not saying you have to, you know that you have a love for that person. You know you have a passion for what they're doing. We all got to eat. We all got to work. I get it. Make money. But I know I would work for her for free. That's just Rosero. And she's never asked me to on anything. But the passion that she puts behind it, her projects, we think alike, you know, on earth and how we live, you have to surround yourself by people who are like-minded, right? Because everybody isn't going to like you, Melanie. Everybody oh, I know. Like <laughs> right. Everybody's going to like you, Rosero. You know, um, I get it. So I only surround myself with like-minded people, you know. Being around people who are not like-minded sometimes can be so like devastating almost like I was at um the film festival like in the in the fall and I met mm. Jessica Chastain who's like the sweetest person and she was like oh I really look forward to working with you on set and I'm I, I'm sure she meant that when she said it but then yeah. this guy who I guess was seeking something else from her I don't know attention the picture sign I don't know he looks at me and he's like well you're not famous so you should really switch to another career while you're still young enough and I was like why don't you just worry about you why don't you just worry about what you're doing? Don't worry about me. Like, I love what I do. And if mm -hmm. it doesn't happen now and it happens when I'm like 40, then that's okay. Like, look at Brian Cranston. Well, look here's at the whole thing. But here's the whole thing, Melanie. Who famous? Hmm. No, I'm if you love what you do, you're not in it for the fame. Agreed. Absolutely. You know, I'm just sorry. And I'm someone who's way older than you. And trust me. I'm not you don't look old. You look oh. like super young. Well, you know, I, I don't know what that is, but it, I thank you for that. And I accept. <laughs> but, you know, I will say that my kids are grown. I have grandkids. You have grandkids? Um, I have two beautiful grandkids. How old are they? Six and two. Oh, my God. My son, Eric, who wrote Cousin M with me, is his kids. So You look so so young really oh my wow. siri goodbye siri why is siri popping up no goodbye siri <laughs> goodbye sorry she just likes to pop up i don't know why it's okay 
It's okay. But yeah, again, I just, I feel like, you know, Cousin M is, her time is now to be out here and the success is in the doing, right? You Are know, you at all worried that people will be offended by her because she's so brash and just doesn't care? I'm not worried about that at all. I welcome that. You know what I mean? If you're offended by her, you know, because she's brash or because she curses or or what <laughs> have you. Well, you did you watch it? Thank you. I did. No, no, what I'm saying, oh. people who are offended have to be offended because they watched it. Right. And I'll take your viewership and I'll take your comments and I'll take everything because I want you to think about things that she's saying and 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 either agree with it or disagree, because that's the beauty of us being humans. We don't all have to agree on the same way to get to something, but at least it sparks a conversation. And we you know, the old saying is you can agree to disagree. Yeah, but thank you for watching that. her because that's that's one more viewer that watched her. You know, that's how I feel about it, whether you like it or not. And I'm sure not everybody's going to get it. You know, everybody's not going to get the humor. Everybody won't get, you know, why she came to a decision the way she did or why she even has to curse so much sometimes. But, you know, I don't know. I I, I never got to curse when I was growing up. So now that I can, I don't mind cursing. <laughs> And she's not, of... she's not Sesame Street. She's not that kid. Like she's not, this is, this show is, this show is, I'm not saying turn on the, the Cousin M and let your three-year-old be amused by her or five-year-old or six-year-old. But, you know, she, there's teenagers in it. There's, there's, you know, people that are grown. There's, 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 um, um, subject matter that deals with the LGBTQ community. There's subject matter that deals with bad kids. How do you deal with bad kids these days? Well, you used to spank them. Well, how do you deal with them now? You know what I mean? There's all of that is coming up and you might not agree with her tactics, but you know, okay, well then that sparks a conversation. But again, thank you for your viewership and your opinion. That's how I would be about it. That's, that's a good way of being because uh, personally, I don't like when people criticize things that I do, but I mean, obviously it comes with the territory. If I, if I didn't want to be criticized, I really should have picked like a totally different field. Yeah. But yeah. I think I like the show. Like, I just think she's hilarious. And she reminds me, like I said, she reminds me of myself and I probably, so, I say so many things that I shouldn't say and yeah. a lot, I'm not sorry and I don't care. So I think I like, I like that about her and I like that she's inspired by real people and from what you're you're t telling me she is a real person so yeah and it's and it's you know to me I feel like hey listen we all all have opinions right we put ourselves out there the success is in the doing right you could think about this project all day but if you don't put it out there into the world people don't know what it takes to get it out there into the world once you put this out there like this you're just like wow it's out you know here we go right so it's already successful for me it's already out there you know it's 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 all of those things so yeah yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very you, excited. I'm hearing you say that, and it's interesting, and it's hard. It's a tough pill to swallow because I'm sitting on, you know, something that I want to put out, and tons of other actors and screenwriters, whatever, are all sitting on something that we are so scared 
of putting out into the world. Yeah. And here you are just, you just, you're fearlessly doing it. And I would ask like what advice you have, but I feel like we have to figure it out on our own. I don't know. Well, I think, I think that, you know, my advice is this, if you're living in something that it is your truth, right? Then everybody else, uh, it's just an opinion about your truth. And it's, and it really, really, really is, is, you know, I, I hate when people criticize things, but they don't really ever do anything themselves. Usually people who sit back and criticize things are usually somebody who's afraid to go live life. Because people who live life in the way that is a creative, they put it out. You know, things come to my mind and it's like, oh, I got to do that. Now, let me set my mind to it and feel passionate and put it out there because I don't like to sit on things that I feel passionate about. And then we're, listen, Melanie, we're all just humans. This is humans. We're flesh, we bleed. You know, we get a good 60, 70, 80 if you're nice, like Jane Fonda and people up there still trying to, you know, push it out They, they to live, share, you know, to live. So why would you live it in fear what other humans are going to say? Right. I just can't. I can't. I never have been able to, you know, I never wanted to. And, you know, all the stuff that I did as a teenager running around, taking pictures of my friends on the beach. Come on, guys, let's all get dressed in white. And then <laughs> I want to take pictures and photos and we're going to send it into the Esprit outlet. It was a it was a spree was a clothing line back in the day. And I'm going to they hopefully we'll get a catalog because we're all in white on the beach and I'm going to set it up. <laughs> and I got a letter saying. I'm sorry, you know, at this time, this isn't gonna work, you know, good job on your picture taking. And I hollered because they responded. Mm. Just the fact that they responded was, you know, and everybody was like, well, they didn't choose us. They responded. Yeah. That was all I needed. I remember sending, when I wanted to choreograph and I saw Janet Jackson and I sent in a letter to Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis and um, just saying how dope it is and how do you get to, how did you get those dancers? And I love Janet's music and I'm a dancer and I could do it. And they sent me a letter back and it probably was from their people. And they said, listen, we don't hire the dancers, but this is the agency. And I went, hey. they hit me back. So my whole career has been those little moments of success, right? to bring me to how I am now creatively as a choreographer and a creative director, and now a show creator and executive producer, you know, of a show. And it, and it hits me when other people say things to me, like I work on a Netflix show right now, and I told the director, very, very, very great director, um, Gail Mancuso, um, she asked me what I was working on. And I said, well, actually, I'm working on this project called Cousin M. And her face lit up. I'm so happy for you. Will you please send it to me? And that's one of those little moments again. Gail Mancuso, who's done 30 Rock, who's done Modern Family, who's done all these shows, directed them, is saying to Rosero, please send me Cousin M. <laughs> okay. And then Jasper saying, you know. I love Jasper. Yeah, and he said to me that brass blonde Melanie 
um, would like to, you know, sit down and talk to you about it. And I was like, I looked you up and I was like, all day, yes. You know I'm what I mean? It's like a very weird person on the internet. <laughs> it's just so great. It's not weird. You're living in your truth. And anybody who does that just makes me so happy, right? <laughs> Especially a young person doing that, right? Because you understand that the tools that you have right now are not just to be for certain things. There's such a bigger element that, that this internet and social media affords you. You know, I always say, we all, the beautiful thing about this is we all have planes now, but nobody's flying. Only <laughs> a few of us are flying these planes. Used to be, you couldn't have a plane unless you went to somebody. To do a video, you had to go here and shoot it and you had to do this and pay this and that. Now we all can make a video on our phone, post it on social media. We all got planes. But what are you doing with that plane, right? Who's really flying? Not a lot of people. They just all are sitting on the runway with their plane. <laughs> yeah, but your plane is for a reason, right? We all do it, but it's for a reason too, right? Like you have this platform along with your acting, along with da-da-da-da-da. You know what I mean? And so you are getting your plane off the ground. A lot Slowly. of people just, <laughs> what'd you say? Slowly. Yeah, but that's okay. That's okay. That's okay, right? Like it's, it's a beautiful thing and you have to sit back sometime and really know those little accomplishments are that thing, right? Or that thing that keep you going. Even when people say, I remember my parents used to say, we can get a real job. That's all my dad used to say. My mom. Yeah, mine too. Oh, this dancing thing isn't going to get you get that far when you're going to get a real job. Yeah. Mm. I used to I used to sing. I used to sing competitively. Like I was very good. But yeah. my dad was like, "No, th this is terrible. This is not a job. This is not going to happen for you." And my grandpa and my mom, my grandma were super supportive of it, but my grandparents died, so it was just my mom and my dad. And I really wanted his approval at the time. So I stopped singing. And now if I started singing, it sounds like a cat in heat. So we're not going to do that. But he, he wanted me to go to college. And then I was like, I don't want to. Like, I want to be an actor. And he was like, well, even if you were the most successful actor in the world, I wouldn't be proud of you. And I was like, well, then I, I guess I don't need you. Like, have a fly. Like, which is a terrible thing to say because you only get like one dad. But yeah. I, I, I can't, yeah. I can live with him not being proud of what I'm doing, but I can't live with me not being proud of what I'm doing. That's right. Melody, that's facts. Yeah. That's facts. and you know, no, no, my parents are very, have never been supportive of what I do ever. Even ever, now? Ever. Um, no, not now. My, my dad passed though in 2022 oh, and I love my dad. Um, I love my dad. I wish Hello. I could say that. I do. But I understand that. Well, here's the deal. I had to understand that they're humans. When you take titles away, people are just humans and they make decisions based of how they live their life. Right. right. So if you take that title away from my dad, my dad grew up a certain way. So that's why he is who he is. Right. So I respect you for that. But you're not me, and I didn't grow up that way. This is how I grew up in your house, and this is how I want to live my life. And if you don't support me, 
okay, then we never have to really talk about that aspect of it. I love you as my dad. You know, I didn't grow up with, with moms in my life, but I knew who they were and, and they were there, but I wasn't anybody's favorite ever, except for my grandmother. I was, right? see, I was my grandfather's favorite ever. Like we went to daycare together. So it was to the point where like my grandma was telling my mom, what are we going to do when he dies? Like, yeah. and then he did. And then yeah. she did three months later. And it's like, he was so encouraging of what I was doing. I think he was a repressed creative. So for him, it was like nice to see me wanting to do it. But my yeah. dad is just a miserable person. He's just so unhappy. And it has nothing to do with like creativity or anything else. He's just not a happy person. So if yeah, you're not happy, not, yeah. how can you be proud of anyone else when you're not happy with yourself? And that's really sad because he is sad because whatever it is that made him like that has nothing to do with you. And once you as a person understands that, it's it's really sad. You know, I, I, I feel like, you know, with my dad, it was very much so, I didn't go the route that he wanted to, me to go religious wise as the family did. And so we had a, a disconnect. And I remember when I went to my dad when he was on the, when he was dying, and I was there and, you know, I told him I loved him. And, and, and you know, your parents had a, had a different way of growing up. And so they are who they are. You have your way of growing up. So you are who you are. And because you have watched some of the things they did, whether it be your dad, your mom, your grandparents, you're able to be a strong, brash blonde. <laughs> you know, when Period. I give opinions on the Internet, because I have that that is my name, that brash blonde. People are like, oh, no wonder you call yourself brash. And I'm like, do you understand that this word has more than one meaning? Like it could just yeah. mean that you're very, like you're a bold person, like you're an unapologetic person. Like I've been in rooms with people that I had no business being in rooms with. Like I was yeah. doing social media for a, a film called Wakefield that starred Brian Cranston, Jennifer Garner, and the director was a friend of mine, Robin Swicord. Robin's best friend is Ava DuVernay. I'm sure okay. you know who that is. Yeah. Ava walks in the room and I, she's like this force to be reckoned with. And she didn't say anything, but she was just like whooshed when she came in the room. And the only thing that I could get out of my mouth was, I really like your hair. <laughs> and Ava was like, you're, you're very pretty. Like you're very smart. Like she had so much so many like encouraging things to say. And I was like, I have no business being in this room with her. And <laughs> then afterwards, my, one of my idols, which is probably weird to say this, but it's Marlon Brando. Okay. Who's, you know, very old. Robin's husband is Marlon Brando was discovered by Aaliyah Kazan. Her husband is Aaliyah Kazan's son. When I oh. found that out, I was like, why am I here? But then she made me realize, Robin made me realize that I'm here because whatever universe, God, whatever you believe in has like moved you around on this little playing game board and brought you into this room with these people, because this is where you're supposed to be not supposed wow. to be out, out there with, with other people. Now, my mom is very proud of that. My mom has no idea who Quentin Tarantino is like visually. She doesn't care about that stuff, but she's very proud to tell anybody who will listen that her daughter got stopped <laughs> on the street by him because she's proud of me. But yeah. my dad is the opposite. And that's like, I don't understand. I don't have any kids and I don't think I'll ever have them. Just, I just don't. But mm -hmm. 
how can you not be proud of people for just like being themselves and existing in that? I read a mm. book. It was written by Will Smith. And he, mm. I didn't know that his dad did not support his rap career, like at all, mm-hmm. at all. And he gave him, I think a year. And within mm. that year, Will managed to, you know, become successful with um, Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Right. Mm-hmm. And looking at the Will Smith that I know today, I never would have thought or known that he struggled the same way I did. Cause you don't see that when you, when you yeah. look at him. Yeah. So it's, it's amazing how much struggle there, there is for people who do this as a career. Oh yes. And unfortunately, and I'm glad it's start, sort of starting to change. I find people of color have had it even harder than people who are white let's well well i think that you know that's a whole nother subject but i also feel like there is the thing and i've always said is there's there's a bit of we all hey listen we all need each other and i will say and i say that because as much as there is an entitlement let's say from white people there's a survival issue for black people and you as black, we as black people need a little of that entitlement and you guys need a little more of those survival skills. And when you have both of those things, that's what makes it such a great thing because you can't just walk around and not feel a little bit of entitlement. You've earned that, right? Entitlement is something that you've earned, you've worked hard for, but with that entitlement comes survival. You still have to have your survival skills up. You know what I mean? Every job isn't a Disney job. So sometimes you have to take this other job that's not Disney so that you can get the Disney check or get the Warner check. So you have to have that. And, and then it goes into common sense. So, yeah, for people of color, yes, it's been it, it is a different struggle. Yeah, I get it. But at the same time, the beautiful thing about it is we're now getting to a more even level playing field where if you're good at what you do, I like I said it before, we all got planes. Mm-hmm. Right. So how do you fly your plane? That's all it is. Like, how am I going to maneuver through this society and this world of people? You know, when you look at Cousin M, Cousin M is a is a is a puppet of color. Right. <laughs> I like that. She, she is. She's a puppet of color. But what is she? Well, she speaks Spanish. She speaks English. She's very fluent. So is she Afro-Latina? You know, like what is she? She's a human being, period. Now you, what you need from her is what you take from her. That's what it is for me. She's just a human quality is what I should say. Then a human being, she has a human quality about her that has common sense. So I love these, these, this conversation I'm having with you because it, it, it is, well, what does it all have to do with Cousin M to me? It all has to do with the one thing for me that is Cousin M, which is this form of unity amongst all of us. We all have issues. We've all had problems that need to be fixed. That doesn't come with color. That just comes with life. So in life, I love bringing this puppet to everyone called Cousin M because she puts a different spin on these problems of life. That's it. And with laughter helps you get through it. It's another, it's a form of, of our personality that everyone has is laughter and everyone likes to laugh. Sometimes you could be sitting if somebody's cracking up and you just start laughing. 
Yeah, it's very contentious. I, I thought of something. I thought of something I seen the other day on the internet, you know, with one of these British comedies, and I just thought it was so funny. And if I watch it, I laugh all the time. So I, I just love laughter, you know. Yeah. So oh, laughter not... is the best medicine. My mom's doctor used to tell her, "Oh, you have to make your insides laugh," and I was like, "How does that even work? Like, I don't even understand." But oh it works God. for her. It does. I it's... see. I see you have Alvin from Alvin and the Chipmunks behind you. And I know yeah, you, you choreographed for that movie. Yeah, I did um, the first and the second one. I did Alvin and the Chipmunks, um, the first one, which was really a lot of fun. Um, I've, seen the, the I've only seen the first one. Really? Yeah. I was in that one too. I played the choreographer in that one. Um, and then I did the one with the Chipmunks were introduced. And the Bagdasarians were just such great people to work for. So yeah, I did both of those feature films and they did really, really well. You know, um, I love working on movies when because for one thing, they pay really good. And the <laughs> other thing, you know, you get once you get on that movie, you're on it for you know at least five, six months out the year because you have pre-production with dancers. You go there, you shoot it. It's 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 it was a great time on that movie. That movie. And the Camp Rock series that I did for Disney, Camp Rock movies <laughs> that I did for Disney. Um, I know Camp Rock. I used to have a Camp Rock comforter, okay? Did you really? <laughs> yes. And my mom was like, this is ridiculous. And I was like, no, but I, like, I'm going to marry Joe Jonas. Like, no. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah they were great to work for. They were great to work with. Yeah. You know, yeah. My years at Disney were really good. I did that. Cap Rock movie. Um, you did Shake I did, It Up. I did Shake It Up. I did, did Austin. Did you work with Adam. Zendaya? Oh, yeah. What was she like? I know a lot of people are going to want to know. Oh, Zendaya was great. Um, <laughs> Zendaya and Bella, you know, um, they both started out when I worked with them. They must have been like 12 11, or 13. 12. Yeah. Yeah, 12, 13, 11. Um, and Zendaya had a little dance experience because she was was in a, a culture shock in the Bay Area, I believe, which is a dance studio. And Bella didn't have any. So it was really good to see them both grow and really, you know, really good to see Bella grow for me because I remember working with her and I'd be like, oh, my God, she doesn't, you know, she needs more help. But the beautiful thing is she would come to my house. We would, her and her mom, we would rehearse stuff. I would go to them. So she wouldn't look like she didn't know what she was doing. And she really came a long way. And working with Zendaya was just a pleasure. It was a pleasure. She was very professional. She was very good at dance. And, you know, we developed in that three years of working together with some, when we had good times. We really did. And I, and I still I still keep in contact with her mom. Every now and then I'll text her. I'll text Claire and be like, I love what Zadea had or what she was doing. And she'll say, thank you. And her and um, her mom just did an interview with uh, Beyonce's mom. And I, and I text Claire and just told him Tina? she looked amazing. Yeah. That's Tina's Beyonce's mom. Yeah. Tina. Yeah. And her and Zadea were on there. She looked really good. And I was just like, Claire, you look amazing. And yeah. So working with Zendaya and Bella for that series was great. I had a, my years at Disney were really, really good. I, I had, I worked over there for like five years. Oh, wow. Yeah, I did like, I did their 
Camp Rock. I did the Shake It Up Austin Valley. Good luck, Charlie. Um, I did their Make Your Mark. They had a dance series called Make Your Mark, um, where I was a judge on it. It was it was good times, you know. And that's the beauty of entertainment business is that the sky's the limit because your brain's the limit, right? The only thing that kind of gets in the way sometimes is because people only see you as one thing, right? And then you 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 built yourself on that one thing, and now you have to be like, okay, well, that's not it for me. Hey, everybody, here's Cousin M. Yeah, I was just going to, like, you really teaching me a lesson today <laughs> about really? myself. Yeah, because, like I said, every time I talk to somebody who's creative, I always walk away from it. I'm not the same person that I was before I had the conversation. And I think that's, I love that. And create, you don't just find creative, you don't just walk out on the street and find a creative person. It's very hard. They're very hard to find because mm -hmm. a lot of people, they they're scared of, of admitting that they are that because you don't want to be judged. You just kind of want to fit in. You want to blend in. I don't know how to blend in. Like I saw Christina Aguilera on TV when I was younger and I was like, oh, I want to be that. And short of like plastic surgery, I've done everything I could to be that. And mm -hmm. I met her and she was like, you look like me. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I did that on purpose. <laughs> I see it. I see. It. I see it. Well, Beverly. usually, usually I have extensions in, but today I was like, I don't feel like doing extensions, yeah. so I just yeah. have my regular hair. It looks but... great. It looks great. Oh, thank I mean, you. your vibe is great. Are those Chanel earrings? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And red with the or pink or are they red? They're pink. It's just the light pink, like red. with the sweater. Yeah. And yeah. I saw the my my um assistant Michelle Soulchild. She's um. She's she's a choreographer and creative. She's big on nails. Every time I'm like Michelle, if you they're on row, they're they're, they're really done <laughs> and nice. And then she's always got some nail job going on, and then always saying "ow" when she hits them because they're on oh, no. so. <laughs> yeah, I because said, they like, they get stuck in stuff, and then you're like, yeah. oh, no, yeah, that happens to me too. Yeah, she's yeah. and they're not that long, but yeah, know. but those are great. I see them. Jasper, Jasper. I, I like Jasper a lot. He's he's someone that is like-minded. You know, we're Jasper all Jasper is very like he's championing for everyone. And I yes. love that. I yeah. love people like that's, that. And that's all you 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 know, listen, if you don't have someone to look up to that's older than you, that's a creative, then it could be really hard to think that this is the field you should be in. Right. Because it is a roller coaster ride. The entertainment industry is this. And you're either going to go with this or you're going to jump off. Right. But then once you jump off, then you think for me, I always it never was an option because I'm not interested in working back in hotels. I'm not interested in doing other things. Not that anything is wrong with it, but I'm not interested in not living my life like this. So, you know. I'm always getting preachy. See, old people always get preachy. That's how you can tell, Melanie. Old people always get preachy. <laughs> I sort of never really had a choice but to pick this as a career because when I was a kid, like two, three years old, my grandpa, God bless him, he showed me The Wizard of Oz. And uh, for like three years, I lived it. And I thought that I was Dorothy. Like I would go to school they had to call me that I had to have the red shoes, all of that stuff. And he didn't tell me that it wasn't real. Like eventually I found out, 
but I was yeah. like method acting as at, at, at like three years old. And even though I didn't really start taking it seriously until, you know, I was older, I just somehow, I just knew that that's, I was going to be an entertainer. Yeah. Like I used to sing, but like I said, that, that fell apart. And then I was like, maybe I, I think I'll just do acting and that's what I do. And I, I love it because for me, acting has got me through like some of the worst times in my life like my mom almost died a few years ago she had to have surgery like they literally we went to the hospital they told my mom oh you have like gallstones and she was in so much pain for like a week and as we were leaving the hospital because if you have gallstones you just have to pass them so as we're leaving the hospital this 70 year old doctor comes running and he tells my mom you need to have surgery right now and she's like oh no no I want to go back to my hometown and have surgery and he's like you have four hours to live you're going to be dead in four hours because she had a, an ulcer and it ruptured and it was spilling everywhere. She was like septic. So she had surgery, but I was alone in like, I didn't have anyone, he, nobody like, that I knew lived here. So my mom was in the hospital and I was sitting at home. And the only thing that was keeping me company was like movies. And I was watching all Robert De Niro movies because I felt uh-huh. like a connection to Robert De Niro through the screen. And I've yeah. been blessed. I've been able to thank Robert for um, for being there for me and like through his films. And it's amazing when you see an actor like that who's actually so shocked that their work has brought Perfect. you through stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I've I've been so lucky to thank so many of my idols. Like, it's insane. And but I want to work with them. Like I know Robert's getting up there, so I really need to rush. <laughs> but that's you amazing. can't rush. You can't rush the dream, you know? And enjoy every part of this journey, Melanie. I I do. I really do. Please enjoy the ups, enjoy the downs, and allow yourself to cry and allow yourself to be happy. You know, we. I know I allow myself to work. I allow myself to constantly grind. Now I've learned, and I've just learned how to allow myself to enjoy what I've done. You know, I allow myself, allow myself the time for people to say, wow, I love your work. You know, I, I that that played a part in my life. I get that and it shocks me sometimes. And I'm just like, oh, thanks, you know? And, and it's so beautiful. Like, I don't know, I think I've turned into <laughs> Brendan Fraser when he was in that movie, that damn sunset, you know, where I forgot what it was, but he, I he kept- know, I don't know it. He, he kept going. <laughs> he was, he, he was, it was, I forgot who the other lady, she played the devil. He was this guy that had these wishes and he wanted to be sentimental one time and he kept crying. Uh, anyway, um, it's just that I just appreciate it all. I appreciate you taking the time to get on with me right now to talk about Cousin M. Talk I appreciate about- you creating Cousin M because I think like you said, she, what is she? She Afro-Latina, like we don't know, but I'm just like a, a white girl and I see myself in her like the 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 I don't want to say ignorance but it's almost like an ignorance where you don't realize that what you're saying might offend somebody because you don't mean it that way exactly and that's I'm like that too it's kind of like an innocence almost yeah it is it's and, a childlike innocence you know yeah a childlike innocence with with you know years of experience behind it that's what it is it is and I so think I, she's beautiful. Like, I like her personality. And I'm talking, for people who are listening, I'm talking about a puppet who doesn't know she's a puppet. Exactly. And I think, that, I think that's like, 
I think that's insane. But I wanted to know who inspired you to get into this field? Like who was your main inspiration? Um, for creativity or just for cousin just to, like to get into like well well cousin and you said it was like your grandma and all the women in yeah. your life uh -huh. for for being a you know like a dancer and stuff like that well what inspired me to be a creative a dancer choreographer is it was the thing that I really got that I was good at you know it was my outlet I was in I was the hay batter, batter, swing guy when I got up to bat. To I always struck out. I hated sports. You know, I people, I was really good wide receiver because I was fast and I didn't want to be tackled, but I didn't really like playing football, you know, <laughs> but I didn't want to be tackled. So I was out of there. They give me the ball and you couldn't catch me. Um, that damn basketball, I just wasn't the best at it. So dribbling and through the legs and making it through that net just didn't work for me either. Like none of that stuff worked for me and I wanted to be good at it. Um, but it just wasn't, I wasn't passionate, but the minute I started to dance or move, it was right. It was a freedom and it was any form of music. Um, and, and, and so the first time I remember that was people would be like, Oh, you're like Michael Jackson when I was little. Right. And I would watch my, and then I would be like, okay, but I don't dance like Michael Jackson. I dance like me. And and but I was good at it in my own world. So what they understood what they meant is that my spirit was that. Like I, I understood that spirit. So that's what kind of got me into it. Just really the love of something that I was good at and the expression. And you know, I've been going to the club since I was 15, sneaking in. Okay. Sneaking in the clubs. And I remember in San Francisco, there was a club called the Palladium and I would get there at nine o'clock and they wouldn't let me in. I was 14. You oh. had to be. And I remember I kept coming back in the door and I was like, it's an 18 and over, go in. So he started knowing me and I started going to that club and I would get there by nine, but I would stay till six in the morning because the BART train stopped running. And I would be at that club dancing in front of the speaker from nine or 10 when the DJ setting up till six in the morning, just having a good time. It was the one thing that I loved to do. And so that's how I really got into it. I'm a club kid, you know, but a club kid in the sense of club kid, really music. I'm not a club kid, you know, drinking and smoking. I don't, I, that's just nothing that I never was good at it. Um, good at then, it. <laughs> What I mean is it was something, you know, people, when I, for me, when I turned 21, everybody was trying to take a drink, even before then, because I was a witness, we didn't do it, but a Jehovah's Witness. So when mm -hmm. I turned 21, everybody tried to take a drink. I hated the way it tasted. I'm never drinking again. Um, when I was little, we were moving. My aunt was smoking a cigarette. I may have been all of five or six. Aww. And she, I said, like, oh, that looks cool. She said, you want to try it? And she gave it to me. And I went... And I almost threw up. So I said, I will never. She said, I bet you'll never do that again. And she was right. Now, that may not have been the conventional way of doing it, but I was like, uh, never. No smoke in my mouth. So um, why did I say that? I went off the, the deep end. Because you were I, explaining I, that you were a club kid. Right. So that was the club kid for me. So I, I went into, I, I started dancing in clubs and, and then I was good at it. And then I decided to come to LA and 
you know, after making my name in the Bay Area, it's someone who you didn't mess with on the dance floor. And I saw these videos and I was like, I could do that. And I got here and got with an agent and I was really good at the freestyle and sucked when it came down to picking up steps from somebody. And I was horrible at that. But the agent- So you could I, never do like a Dancing with the Stars type thing? Well, then. But when now I first, you could? Oh, yeah. yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah, because I had to learn that aspect because I didn't grow up in conventions. You know, I didn't grow up like, I didn't even know about conventions, which, you know, the dance conventions that the kids go through. I never knew about that. I only knew clubbing. So- then once I got here, I started working with some really good, the agent signed me and I was booking music videos. I was the music video guy back in the days, dancing in everybody's video. And I started working with great choreographers like Marguerite Derricks and Bob Talmadge, um, Jeff Andrews at the time, Vince Patterson. Um, and they were technically trained choreographers who took me under their wing and would have me learn steps and have me go through those the right channels at that point and mixing them too then I started choreographing by myself you know I choreographed with the, another choreographer named Jamal Sims and we did a lot of movies and stuff in the early 2000s and late 90s a lot and then me and him parted ways in 2005 I'm old. And <laughs> she's not. And I started doing it on my own again. And the first was so funny that little chipmunk who's looking over my shoulder, he was the first, that was the first movie I got on my own without my partner at the time. And then from there, I just kept going. And, you know, it's it's been a great, great, great journey. But what got me involved was my love of dance. I love dance. I love to dance. You know, my body ain't what it used to be. So if you see me out there getting it, know I'm bandaged up underneath these clothes with knee braces and back braces, but I'm going for it. I will dance till I drop um, and create. I love creating, you know. Being a creative director, you know, I did this. I worked with this artist named Tony Braxton. Course, and, everybody knows her she's a, like a legend yeah and we you know we do a lot of good stuff we did the american music awards where she i put this whole creative look around for her that she loved and we did the super bowl last year with byron allen's thing um night before the super bowl and you know it's just been when i'm able to be the creative i love it just as much as being the dance part of it the creative part process you know, hence Cousin M is another creative mind. When it can go from here and be out there, I love it, right? Like, I, this thing still works every now and then. Oh. <laughs> I want to put it out while it's still ticking. You know what I mean? So, anyway. I gonna be like, is there going to be, like, a second season of Cousin M? Or, like, is, are you just going to do a certain amount of episodes? You're, you're hoping. I hope so. You know, that's, that's, there will, you, this isn't the last, this is her just getting started, of course. But, you know, now that I'm in partnership with Kiki Palmer, it's, it's, it's not just me, right? right? So we have to make sure that she's ready to move and flow with her too. You know what I mean? So season two, if there is, you know me, I'm going to be jumping off the walls. 
you know, but if there's not, it's definitely not the last of Cousin M. She's going to be talking. She's going to be singing. She's just getting started, right? So this is her platform now, you know. I'm definitely so. going to share it, like, on my socials. Like, my my Twitter, whatever X it's called, it has, like, 200 and something thousand people. So, like, hopefully, oh, if each one of them clicks on it even once, like, it'll get <laughs> seen more, like... Yeah, it's yeah. that's really what it is. We all have to kind of like collaborate and share our stuff with 100%. each other, or else it doesn't go anywhere. And yeah. I hate that. I know, I know but... it 100%. And that's why I thank you so much for even like understanding, watching, you know, talking about it. it, it it's and letting your viewers and people who know you see this. I just appreciate it more than you can imagine. I mean... I appreciate Jasper reaching out and like sharing it with me because otherwise I might not have known that it was there, which yeah. would suck. But I think I saw Kiki share it. I yeah, I saw it's it on her, Kiki's page. Yeah, she has over two hundred thousand on her reel. She has like a million. Or she has like nine million followers or something like that. Yeah, so she like, has like fourteen million followers. There you go. Yeah, the math is. I'm not good at math. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and I know because I'll be I'll be looking to see what it's doing every time I look at it. <laughs> Who's who? How many views are on her reel? You know, and she's doing good, and she's happy with it. And that's just the first episode. You know, from not anybody knowing it. So I'm I'm very excited, very excited. And it's on YouTube on Key TV, right? Yes, on it's on Key TV Network's YouTube channel. So if you just look up Cousin M on YouTube, it'll go right to the Key TV Network. It's also on her Facebook page. Um, but if you just go to YouTube and look up cousin M C U Z Z I N M, M. then it will it will come up. Cousin spelled with Z's. What's the M for? M stands for mahogany. Oh, I like her that. Name, her name is Mahogany. Mahogany Brown, which you'll get in the next episode. Because <laughs> this this you'll get it. The security card says something to her that makes her mad. And she puts them straight. But yeah. she just seems like she'd be fun to hang out with, which is a weird thing to say because <laughs> hey, I go out in public with her anytime. Yeah. She would be hilarious. Would because be hilarious. I'm like that. Like sometimes my mom, she'll tell me to shut up because the things that I'm saying are like, she's embarrassed, but I have no filter, so I don't care. Yeah. Like one time I was young and I had a like this crush on Johnny Depp. Like I was really young. Like Blockbuster okay. still existed. And we were in, I can't even believe I'm saying the story. We were in the, the movie store and I was asking the lady, do you have any Johnny Depp movies? And she was like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know, if he was gay, I'd grow a dick for him. And my mom was so mad. She was like, oh my God. And I was just like. Oh, just, when you said that. I, I wasn't that old and it just came out. And I. Oh my God. And my mom was just, she was just like, I like, like she just couldn't believe that I that I said that like even my mom once her cousin got married and my cousin my mom's cousin said to me when I say I do like let out a big fart and my mom was like don't do that but I didn't but I burped but it was by accident completely by accident and my mom was the maid of honor and she turned around and she just went like this to me and like if my mom <laughs> does this like I know I'm in trouble but it was really by accident so like that's why I love cousin M because like you know she could be me uh, my name starts with an M <laughs> I mean Melanie, I should have said it stands for Melanie. <laughs> yeah, and my name is all spelled weird and stuff. So, well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I've well, really I enjoyed 
chatting with you. I hope we can keep in touch because I think you have a lot of really great ideas and I want to share them with people. I appreciate that. That's good advice. We're all human. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. I really enjoyed learning from you and I look forward to like all the forthcoming episodes of of Cousin M. And maybe you can convince Kiki to come here and talk to me. (laughs) That would be great. I would love that. Thank you so much. Thank you. And there you have it. It was a great chat, not only about Cousin M, but about, you know, life as an artist working in this industry. Um, You got to hear some like behind the scenes stuff about some pretty interesting people like Bella Thorne, Zendaya, the Jonas Brothers, Usher, Celine Dion, Tony Braxton. I mean, he's worked with them all. So he had a lot to share and I had a lot of fun chatting with him. I haven't said this in a long time. This is one of my favorite interviews. So I really hope that you enjoyed it. And I want to thank you guys for tuning in again, assuming that this is not your first time tuning in. If it is, welcome. And if it's also your last, I hope you have a great, you know, day, month, week, life, year, whatever. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for keeping the podcast charting week after week. It means so much to me. I have so much fun putting these together for you guys because the conversations that I have in the, you know, interviews, and I say it like that because I'm not a traditional interviewer. I'm just a, a person who likes to talk. <laughs> it's it's very, it's very conversational and I like it that way. I like to keep it not too serious, but the things that I learn over the course of these conversations about myself, about the industry and the amazing people in it is something that I'm so very proud of and money can't buy it. These experiences are just incredible and so special to me. So I'm grateful that I get to keep doing this week after week. And I have no idea what we're going to talk about next week. It's not, there's not going to be a guest. I'm definitely not going to give you guys three guests in a row. I'm not going to spoil you, (laughs) but um, we'll, we'll figure that out. So once again, thank you so much for tuning in and a big thank you to my sponsors, starting with Michael Salberg Family Wines. You can find them on Instagram or their website, Michael Salberg Family Wines. <laughs> um, also big thank you to Huxware, the moisture wicking camel toe eliminating underwear. You can find them on Instagram at Huxware, H-U-X-W-E-A-R. Last but not least, Snack Conscience. These are so good. I'm obsessed with them. They're protein balls with prebiotics in them, and they are delicious, and you need to give them a try. I forgot for the last two episodes to thank my original OG sponsor, the TB12 Method, which is a sponsor that has no idea that it's sponsoring the show, but... I'm not going to be thanking them anymore because TB12 merged with Noble and now I don't even think there is a TB12. I'm so confused. <laughs> so that's really all I got for you this week. Uh, like I said, I really hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed creating this episode for you. Please make sure that you follow Cousin M on Instagram, C-U-Z-Z-I-N-M. And check out the show on Key TV, which is Kiki Palmer's network. It's a lot of fun. And I think that there's something for 
people of most ages like I don't think a child needs to watch it but like it's totally fine for a 13 year old Um, once again I'm Melanie with two L's and I will see you soon or speak to you soon if you prefer bye you should watch cousin am on key tv because I'm funny as shit and I am somebody who is going to amuse the hell out of you and you're going to learn something as well